You've got it tuned to The Rendezvous. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. And if it's the first time you hear the show, the accent is French, français. Uh, I want to start with a story because a friend of mine called me this evening and she said to me, Simon, I need you to do me a huge favor. I said, sure, what can I do for you? She said, I need you to call this guy from your phone because I don't understand why I haven't heard from him and I want to know if his phone is broken or if he's just ignoring me. I said, are you serious? I don't think I've done that since junior high. She said, I know it's totally crazy, but I haven't heard from him all day and I'm thinking maybe he's ignoring me. So do me a favor, call him. I call the guy and he goes straight to voicemail. So then I call back my friend. I said, listen, I think the phone may be broken because he goes straight to voicemail. And I said to myself, you know how we've all been there? That's where we're going to help each other. And that's why when you have a question, always call me 855-905-8255. You call the next. Simon Marcel, bonsoir. When you have a question, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Juliana. Bonjour, Simon. What is going on? All right. So I am a massage therapist. I've been a massage therapist for many years. Mm -hmm. It's a very good paying job. I enjoy my job a lot. And I really love my boyfriend, too. And we've been dating for about a year. He knows that I've been a massage therapist, like, from the time that we've been dating. But mm -hmm. recently, he's been really, really jealous about me doing massage therapy um, because I'm touching other people's bodies, even though it's not in a, like, sexual ooh-la-la way at all. But he still gets so jealous. And there's, and then, of course, like, there's sometimes, like, gross men that will ask for, like, ooh-la-la, and I just say that's not professional. I report them to my boss. But it seems like he thinks it's all my fault that men are wow. gross to me in my job. And I'm trying to think of a way where I could keep my job and my boyfriend at the same time, but it seems to be harder and harder each day. I see. So you want to know what to tell him so he comes down, right? Yes. This is this yeah. a typical case of insecurity and projection. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. Insecurity, because he has suddenly an insecurity crisis that he has to own now and admit, I am insecure as your boyfriend. He has to say it and not put it mm -hmm. on you. And he projects on you what he would do maybe if he was the one giving the massage to women. So you have to say, listen, mm -hmm. the insecurity, you have to work about it. Because I do what I say and I say what I do. So don't push your insecurity on me. I don't need the negatives. And the projection, okay. the projection is where somebody would think those naughty thoughts and say you would do that or you would accept that. It's his fantasy, his fear, and he made it up in his mind. So tell him stop projecting your anxiety and your fantasy on me. And that's the okay. way you have to handle those things. He needs you to say stop. That's enough. No more. No mas. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Be strong. He needs it's like a little boy who needs to be to hear no from his mother. This time he needs to be hearing no from you so he can grow back to the man he is and he was. Okay. Thank All right. Good so luck. Much. Good luck to you. Thank You'll you. be fine. Have a good night. You too. And your emails are next at therendezvousshow.com. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. If you can't call me, just email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trisha, what do we have tonight? All right, so this is a listener email from Heather, and okay. she says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Heather. I'm in a fight with my boyfriend, and he's ignoring me, like he always does when we get into a fight, and it drives me crazy. He won't answer my calls, texts, nothing. Usually it lasts a day mm. or two, but it's been three days now. 
What's the best way to deal with being ignored? Heather, I'm so glad you emailed me with that question because all of us are in the same boat when it comes to being ignored. I'm going to answer your question next. Stay with me. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. I just got an email from Heather because basically her, her boyfriend is ignoring her when they fight, when they have arguments. And it's been three days, three days, and he has yet to address the question of what's going on. So she's asking me, what should I do? And Heather, I'm so glad you asked this question because we have all been there. And here's why some of us need more time to answer. Because we need to calm down. And I'm always on the side of respecting that timing, even though it's annoying, because your partner needs time to calm down and not answer aggressively or yelling back. And it's not like he's ignoring you. He's just trying to calm down so it doesn't accelerate the argument and you end up with a huge fight. Because remember, the worst thing is not what you haven't said. The worst thing is to take back things you've said in a moment of heat. So that's my advice. It's not against you, Heather. He needs time to calm down and you need to take a little distance. And when he's ready to talk about it, then you guys can talk constructively. You call us next on the rendezvous 855-905-8255. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. There is never enough romantic stories being told. Listen to this one. Carl, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. You have a romantic story for us tonight on the rendezvous? I do. Please. You ever have one of those dates that you just wish didn't end, and so you just kept it going as long as possible, even oh, all night? Oh, yeah. I had one like this, but I want to hear yours. Oh, yes. I had a date. It was a girl that was the sister of a coworker, and I met her at a party. And we decided that we were going to go out the next day because uh, she was in town visiting for a short time. Mm-hmm. And... We went out and we started going to a karaoke place and we sang for hours. We were there for quite a while and everything was going so great that we were just trying to figure out what do we do at 1 a.m. now because <laughs> we didn't want the date to end. So we, we came up with like the first ideas we could even think of, which was like Slurpees at 7-Eleven. And then after that, <laughs> we were like, what's next? Well, what's open? So we started going to different places. Like we went to Walmart. And we played games inside the Walmart, just messed around with the toys and uh, put on put on superhero masks and played hide-and-seek. Like, it was just one of those uh, nights where we didn't end till like, 6 in the morning the next day. We went into a park uh, late at night, um, one of those ones where you really shouldn't be around uh, because <laughs> yeah. they don't let, let people around. But we went there anyway and just sat there with the skylights over the city and... Uh, just it was so romantic and then just i got to kiss her and um i ended up actually dating her for two years because of that wonderful i love those magic nights it only we only have a few in life like that and so thank you for sharing your magic night with us kyle i appreciate it for letting me share that you know what that i gotta share with you this most poetic and romantic night of my life in paris so that's coming up next stay with me Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. We all have a magic night or two magic nights full of romance and, and poetry. And, and, and I want to share this one because this is probably the best romantic night of my life. Back in Paris, I would say 25 years ago, even more, uh, we, we were all going to a wedding of a friend of mine somewhere in a castle, actually, they rented. 
And a friend of mine called me and said, listen, do you mind to uh, pick up this this girl because, you know, um, we all have to drive somewhere and she doesn't know where it is. I said, no problem. I'll pick her up. And then showed up the cutest woman, the cutest girl and charming and, and beautiful. And so I couldn't believe my luck. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so lucky to just have a date like this. And she was really cool. We talked. You know, she was American and I was, you know, of course, French. We arrive at the castle. And uh, there are a lot of friends of us, you know, there we say hi to everybody. And then she, I don't know why, she said to me, I would like to see the sun set from that bench. I mean, let's just go sit down. And you're not going to believe what happened on that bench. Stay with me. I'll tell you that next. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. So here I am on that June evening, sitting on the bench with this beautiful, such cute and charming American woman, same age than me, in our early 20s. We're looking at the sunset, and out of the blue, some flower girls, you know, just show up, and they said, we want to know how you kiss somebody. And I said, listen, girls, I can't do that, and, I, and she's my friend. And then this woman said to me, it's okay, Simon, we'll just do a little smack, a little smooch stuff. So as I leaned toward to just do a little smooch there, her hand grabbed my neck, and then we went for a real French kiss, and I couldn't believe my luck. And after that, I said to the flower girls, that's enough, girls. You've seen too much already. And after that, we went holding hands into the woods and the park. And I can't share the, story, the rest of the story with you. I leave it to your imagination. All you need to know is we never made it back to the wedding. And this is, for me, maybe the most romantic night of my life. And I couldn't be more grateful to her and for that memory that I just uh, shared with you. You call that next, 855-905-8255. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. When you have a question about your relationship, 855-905-8255, call me. Chelsea, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Chelsea. What's going on? Oh, Simon, I fell in love. Um, but mm. I fell in love with someone who's a creative person. He He's an artist. Mm -hmm. And we've been dating for about two years. And in those two years, he's just been doing his art. But thinks that all his energy should be going to his art and that I should be the one who should be earning the money for us and supporting him in his art. And I think mm -hmm. it's time, because his art hasn't really been financially successful yet, that maybe he should start bringing some money into the house mm -hmm. and being more supportive financially. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, Chelsea, that really we live in reality so you're not his mom, you're not his father, you're not his grandmother, you're not his aunt, right? So when we're mm -hmm. little, our parents support us so we can do study, go to school, learn art, whatever. When we are mm -hmm. grown-ups, and that's the case, we are all supposed to bring an income, one way or the other. It doesn't have to be the same income, but we all have to live in reality. And so mm -hmm. until his heart would pay the bills, you're absolutely right that... You're not here to be sugar mama. You're not to be here to uh -huh. be a mama. You're here to be his partner and his girlfriend 50-50. So I agree with yeah. you and tell him, no, you can continue to do your art uh, at night on the weekends, but you got to bring money like me and you know, have a job. And then, you know, I feel good about it. If he says he doesn't want to yeah. do it, then save yourself the misery of dating somebody who for the rest of your life will live off of you and find somebody who wants to work like you. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry to be I, I was so worried about that. Yes, 
I've had friends of mine in the same situation. It always end up like this. You know, they're very nice. They could be musicians. They could be painter. And at the end, sometimes the women pays for the rest of her life and the guys never sell any music or any painting. So avoid this. Have a great talk. I'm going to wish you guys well that he comes to his senses and tell him you want to date an adult man, not a little boy <laughs> taking care of his by his mother. Yes, I will. I will tell him. Okay, good. Uh, fingers crossed. I hope it works well for you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate your advice. You, you're welcome. Have a good night, Chelsea. You too. I just got an email with a date or dump question, so stay with me. That's next. Bonsoir. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. When you can't call me, you can always email me at therendezvousshow.com. Trisha, what do we have? This is a date or dump from Kirsten. Oh, She's a date sp- or dump. Okay. Yes, yes. I went on a date with a guy last night. He took me to a really nice restaurant and we had a great time. But when he paid the bill at the end, I noticed that he only tipped $5 on a $120 bill. The waiter was great, so I'm not sure why he was being so cheap. He wants to go out again, but it really bothered me. Should I date him or dump him? So the question is, should you continue date a stingy Tipper, stay with me because I'm going to answer that gladly next. Simon Marcel, bonsoir. I don't know what you would do, but let me tell you that. I think somebody who goes on a date and everything going well, the waiter or the waitress are doing a great job on a bill of 120, only give five bucks is a stingy tipper. And honestly, I don't think it's a good sign because stingy people, they don't know how to love. And if you can't give the right amount to somebody who did a service for you and did it well, then trust me, for all the rest, for the romance, the ooh-la-la, for taking care of the bills, you've got not a friend, you don't have a lover, you have an enemy. Because every time you're going to want him to participate or her participate into any expenses or giving part of himself, nada, nothing, squat. So I say to you, Kristen, do not date him again. No one should give a second chance to a stingy tipper. Come on. And I hope he learns his lesson from that. Uh, you call that next, 855-905-8255. Bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous. It's all about your relationship. You have a question? Just call me, 855-905-8255. Latisha, bonjour. What's going on? Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. So, I feel like I am forever a bachelorette. I meet guys that want to commit to me and be my boyfriend, guys that don't want me to date anybody else, and they want to be exclusive, and I have a hard time trusting them because it seems like it's happened over and over again. I give someone the benefit of the doubt. I give them a chance, and then they do the the very thing they promise they're not going to. Mm -hmm. And so I have gotten in the habit that I don't want to commit to anybody, and I want to keep my options open because I feel like the second... I've trusted a guy, he's totally let me down, and I don't really have optimism about love. I, I really don't trust that someone is going to honor what they say, and I, I just want to know how can I trust and love and be optimistic when this keeps happening. I see. I, I hear that a lot on this show. I hear it with my friends, the online date, and you know they get tired of it. They say they have to meet tons of guys, and it's like flaky and lying. And then I see one, the same friend, with a smile, very huge, like a banana. 
And then she says, finally, I met the right guy. So, Leticia, you can look at it as, oh, my God, how many guys is it going to take for me to find a decent guy? But that's just the way it is in the universe, that that other half of you is somewhere looking for you saying maybe the same thing. So I don't want you to lose the hope of the faith. We have one life on this earth, so we got to take a dare. Keep on daring. Keep on dating. I know it's annoying until that one guy who is looking for you will find you. So please keep it open, okay? Thanks, Simon. It's going to happen. Simon says, there's an expression. Well, I'm learning what I don't want, so that's the good thing. That's the good thing. And you, <laughs> like we are all I'm single too. It's all the same for us. It takes a lot of dating, a lot of dates and this and that to find the right person. But there is one person for all of us out there, I have no doubt, okay? Okay. Okay, thanks. have a good night. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. More rendez-vous next. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel, and thank you for uh, spending the evening with me. You know that I, I love doing the show with my team and, and all your phone calls and the love stories. You know, I, I never thought really on a side note that I would hear every night such wonderful love stories and be able to answer such questions. Uh, there's some questions, though, that we've answered only on the podcast extensively, such as how do you know when you're in love? What's better, spontaneous versus setting the mood? Or should you tell your friend if they're being cheated on? We, when I say we, me, my producers, Jill and Trisha, and sometimes other guests, we love talking about that in longer format. You don't want to miss it. Just go to our Heart Radio app, type La Confession, and listen to it. It's a lot of fun. And thank you for listening, because I know a lot of you who listen to The Rendezvous listen to the podcast. I'll be back tomorrow night with more of your calls, more of your questions. And remember, at all time, you can always email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Have a good night. À demain. Bonne nuit, les petits. The Rendezvous Show.